0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Toads, the Portugal edition podcast, where we provide practical insights and useful tips that will help you with your next travel experience in Portugal. I'm your host, Sarah, an American-born globetrotter, and together with my husband, we've been exploring the world for over a decade. Throughout all of our explorations, Portugal holds a special place in our hearts, and now we want to share experiences and knowledge so you can make your own travels through Portugal a breeze. We previously covered all of the other regions on the mainland, northern Portugal, central, Lisbon area, Alentejo, and the Algarve.
1: And now we are moving to the other two regions or the archipelagos of Madeira and the Zorge.
0: I'm really looking forward to finalizing our region podcast episodes so that we've clearly established the base of our knowledge, where key cities are, what each region entails, and some fun facts about all of them. Then we can start moving into more details about what Portugal has to offer with all of the other exciting podcast episodes we have upcoming. So are you ready to get this final region episode kickstarted or
1: what? Sim, vamos lá! Starting with Madeira, where my family is from, and of course Cristiano Ronaldo. It is an autonomous region of Portugal and is part of the archipelago that includes Porto Santo, Desertas, and Selvagens Island. Madeira is famous for its mild subtropical climate, making it an ideal year-round destination. The island experiences warm summers and mild winters, with temperatures rarely dropping below 15 degrees Celsius or 59 degrees Fahrenheit. It is renowned for its levadas, ancient irrigation channels that crisscross the island. These narrow pathways wind through the valleys and forests, providing scenic hiking trails for nature enthusiasts. Bunchal, the capital city of Madeira, is a vibrant and charming destination. Explore the historic Old Town with its narrow cobbled streets, visit the impressive Serre Cathedral, and wander through the bustling farmers' markets to taste the island's fresh produce. We particularly like the bananas as they are sweeter and smaller than your normal banana and taste so good. The volcanic soil creates an optimal environment for cultivating a variety of crops, including subtropical fruits like these bananas, pineapples, avocados, and passion fruit. It also supports the growth of vineyards where the famous Madeira wine grapes cultivated. The volcanic soil imparts unique flavors and characteristics to the crops, enhancing their quality and making them distinct to the region. Like the custard apple or anona, which is often described as a combination of a banana, pineapple, or strawberry with a creamy custard-like consistency. But we have a lot more to say on the food in Madeira, which we will need a much longer episode for, coming soon. It is also worth exploring the Monte Palace tropical gardens, hopping on a cable car from Funchal to Mont to see the island's landscape from above. If you are up for something a little bit more unique, Madeira is also renowned for its New Year's Eve fireworks display. It is incredible, the entire island feels like it is moving as the fireworks go off and there are some great viewpoints to watch them from. Many people tend to be on a cruise ships during that time which can dock to see the fireworks from the water. In addition to the main island of Madeira, the archipelago also includes several smaller islands, each offering its own unique charm and attractions. Located about 40 kilometers northeast of Madeira, Porto Santo is a captivating island, renowned for its stunning golden and sandy beaches, stretching along the entire southern coast. Known as the Golden Island, Porto Santo's therapeutic sand is believed to have healing properties, attracting visitors seeking relaxation and wellness. Explore the picturesque Villa Beleda, the island's main town, and visit the Christopher Columbus House Museum to learn about the explorer's time on Porto Santo. You also have the Desertus islands and savage islands or Iles Selvagens which are both protected areas requiring approval to visit. This is because they are both natural reserves and a sanctuary for wildlife. This includes various flora and fauna on the islands and the surrounding aquatic biodiversity in the ocean. They are really untouched islands which reveals the importance and value that is placed on the preservation of nature.
0: I have to say, when Victor and I first met, and he said his family was from Madeira, I honestly didn't know the country existed. It's not like I hadn't looked at a map before, but it is seriously a tiny island quite close to Morocco, and I've never even noticed it. However, today it is clear that really most Europeans do know about it and have known about the island, but more Americans will have at least heard of the island today due to its ever-growing popularity and probably Cristiano Ronaldo. Moving to our last region of the seven, Azores. The Azores archipelago is composed of nine volcanic islands located in the North Atlantic Ocean, approximately 1500 kilometers, 930 miles west of mainland Portugal. The nine islands include the following. Santa Maria, which is often referred to as the Sunshine Island as it's warmer and has a drier climate compared to the other Azorean islands. We've got Terceira, which is rich in history and culture. You've got Graciosa, which is a smaller, more tranquil island for nature lovers. You've got São Jorge, known for its stunning cliffs and deep valleys. Pico, which is home to Portugal's highest peak, Mount Pico. Makes sense. Fial, which is famous for its vibrant marina and colorful hydrangea fields. It also has a volcanic crater called Caldera, which offers spectacular views and is a popular stopover for sailors crossing the Atlantic. You also have Flores, which is the island of flowers, which has loads of flowers and makes sense. And you've got Corvo, which is the smallest and most remote island of the Azores. So if you're going for a more secluded feel, that's the one. And lastly, we've got São Miguel, known as the Green Island. It is the largest and most populated island in the archipelago, offering a diverse range of landscapes and attractions. This is the island that we visited and stayed in Ponta Delgada. Ponta Delgada is the capital of São Miguel Island and is also known as the regional capital of the Azores Islands and offers a vibrant city atmosphere mixed with historic charm. Visit the Portas de Cidade, City Gates, St. Sebastian Church, and explore the charming streets lined with traditional black and white cobblestones. Azores, while it is still Portuguese, is still different to both mainland and Madeira. Not only in landscape, as I found Azores to be a mixture of Portugal and weirdly the UK, as there's a lot of green space, stone walls, and cows, which you don't really see in other regions. The dialect is also unique to the island, so again, while the language is the same, Portuguese, the regional expression is very different. Some of the places to visit on San Miguel are the set Cidades. You will have likely seen it if you look up Azores, as it is definitely a top attraction. It features twin lakes, Lagoa Azul, or Blue Lake, and Lagoa Verde, Green Lake, nestled in a volcanic crater. The contrasting colors of the lakes create a spectacular sight, and we were lucky when we visited that was good weather. You also have Furnish, famous for its geothermal activity, including hot springs, geysers, and fumaroles. If you get a chance to indulge in the traditional cuisine de Furnish, a delicious stew cooked underground using the natural heat is quite a unique experience and quite tasty. There are also various hiking trails around the island where you can find hot springs to enjoy and what I consider very Jurassic Park-like vibes. Very green, tropical surroundings, and like dark dirt paths, and in our case, it was also raining. We had tried to do more hikes, but that was our main challenge with the Zorish. We went in May, and the weather was often on, so we couldn't see as much as we liked. However, it didn't take away from the more educational activities we participated in, like visiting the Goriana Tea Plantation, Europe's oldest tea plantation. You can take a tour, learn about the tea-making process, and enjoy a cup of fresh Azorean tea. We also went on another unique tour of the local pineapple plantation. Yes, you heard that right. The Azores is known for its delicious pineapples, which are grown in greenhouses due to unique microclimate of the islands, just like Madeira. The pineapples are smaller and also more balanced than your more acidic traditional pineapple. You can see the various pineapples in different stages of their growth as it takes a crazy two years to grow to maturity. But honestly, they are so cute. So even if the weather is rubbish, there's always something you can do on the islands.
1: And that's a wrap on our journey through the magnificent regions of Portugal. We've explored the northern region and its charming cities and unique culture, ventured into the vibrant heart of central Portugal and Lisbon, delved into the rich heritage of Alentejo, soaked up the sun in the beautiful Algarve, and marveled at the natural wonders of the Azores and Madeira archipelagos. It has been an incredible adventure, and we hope you've enjoyed discovering the beauty and diversity of this remarkable country alongside us.
0: Now that we've got the groundwork laid on the regions of Portugal, highlighted some, just some of the major cities and the areas we know there's always more and discuss the cultural elements tied to each, we're going to be moving into the topic of transportation around Portugal. This is where we will dive into the various modes of transportation available across all regions, sharing tips, insights, and practical knowledge to help you navigate this beautiful country
1: with ease. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and follow our podcast to receive updates when the latest episode is uploaded. You can also follow our travel escapades on our Instagram at The Traveling Toads or visit our website at thetravelingtoads.com for more travel advice.
0: Until next time, happy travels.
1: Até a próxima, boys, viagens.